Welcome to episode 124 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, doing pretty good. Can't complain. Finally made it to Alan Wake 2, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, definitely have more to say about that. But otherwise, man, just getting ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to take a trip to Texas next week, so that'll be something cool you know, during the, uh, the break there. Now, where in so, Texas? Um, Houston. Is it always Houston? If you're going to Texas, yeah. So this is the first time I've ever gone. My wife used to uh, live there. Um, her mom lives there, and um, my brother lives there. So we're gonna go spend Thanksgiving down there for once. So yeah, so I'm excited. You know, a new place, never been to. So okay, yeah, should be a good time. Only thing that sucks is I'm gonna go as soon as I get out of school. I'm going, and then it's the, when I get back, I have school the next day again. So kind of you know, oh, yeah. no days at home on the break, but that's okay. It'll be fun. <laughs> How is how do y'all do the breaks? Because my kid, it's just Thursday and Friday off, but he had a fall break like two weeks ago, I want to say. Gotcha. So we didn't get a fall break or anything, but we also only have those two days off, but we get a February break off. So maybe that's why it balances out, you know. February break. That's weird. Mm-hmm, it's it, like a winter it, break. Maybe it's just it's because cool. it snows so much and that's maybe the heaviest time of the year. I mean, it could be that too, but also um, they include the President's Day um, in that break. Okay. So it's really just a few days off versus like, you know, five days, but you put them together and now all of a sudden you have the whole week. So it's really nice to have that week off in February, obviously. So yep. no right. for me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to... Going to the Game Awards, and I was thinking about how to really approach this in terms of us then as a whole talking about the Game Awards. Do we include our own stuff a part of this? Like, as we're going through, do we want to name our picks? Do we want to save it for a future episode? Maybe don't give our Game of the Year, but give all of the rest of what we would say? And then save Game of the Year for a different episode? I think that's exactly what we should do. I think we should do... Go through, as of right now, what we think, for example, best game direction is, right? Pick one, and we can talk about it. But, yeah, game of the year will leave, especially because there's some games I'm still working my way through on that list. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that then. And right. with game of the year, we can say what we think would win, right, mm-hmm. in terms yep. of the game awards themselves, and then just hold our own personal till later. All right, so, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's go ahead and do this. And there's so many categories. This will just be our main topic. And then we'll get into Mm -hmm. some other various news and then what we're watching and playing. So let's start. We're not going to start Game of the Year because we're going to hold off to the end. Um, On the website, it's the first thing that pops up. But unless you want to talk about right in there, get the biggest thing out of the way first. I mean, what do you want to do? I'm down for it. Let's. Just, I'd say we just go down the list that we have here okay. on the dock. All right. Best game direction. Now, what do you think they're saying this is compared to just overall best game? When they say direction, what do you what do you think they're meaning? Yeah, it's kind of a weird. I don't know term. I guess you could say. To me, I think of just like the way that everything comes together in the game. You know, like the complete package. I guess. You know how everything flows for example like um super mario bros wonder is on here right to me i think of the way that the uh the classic really good gameplay of mario goes right ahead with the new um what's it called the those little badges how it fits so perfectly doesn't feel out of place 
proves a good challenge. I don't know. That's kind of what I think of when I think of the direction of the game, you know? But I haven't played... This is going to be a weird one this year so far because I haven't played... Let's see, one... I mean, I've played a decent amount of Zelda. I haven't beat it. I played Mario. I played like an hour of Spider-Man. Didn't play Baldur's Gate 3, and I played a little bit of Alan Wake 2. So this is a weird, this is a weird year for me in, in this aspect. So I got to catch up on some of these. When I think direction, the problem is I could think anything. I think like, okay, are we talking game design? Like how the mechanics work? Are we talking about direction and the level of like production values of like how the visuals are or like visual audio and everything all of, all in one? Is it strictly like how a game plays? Yeah. yeah. Um, because the way you're describing there sounds like you're thinking it in the sense of gameplay direction. But... Kind of, yeah. But... I understand people don't really all take it that way. <laughs> if it's like a director for a movie, right? In no right. way would Mario Wonder, let's say, overpass a mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 or Alan Wake 2, in my opinion. But if we're right. talking pure, uh, if we're talking gameplay mixed with the direction of all, because Mario Wonder levels are incredible. There is a lot of, even in a director in a film sense, there is still a lot of points there, just not as much as I'd give an Alan Wake or Baldur's Gate, for example. When I look online, like just to get a general idea of what people describe this as, the thing that came up was the creative director or game director in guiding all elements of the title and shaping the final outcome of a game. I guess that's how I've kind of looked at it, you know, in its totality. So what's the difference between this and Game of the Year then? That's that's what I was just going to say next. <laughs> is, is there even a difference of these two, you know? If not, then are we about to say Rudy's Game of the Year is Super Mario Wonder? Because <laughs> you just gave it away, if so. Yeah. Like, well, you know what? I have not. <laughs> those other games I haven't played either, so I haven't finished either. So I really don't have any uh, definitive answer yet anyway. so Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm more just being smart ass because I don't <laughs> get what this category necessarily is. So I'm just going to make an executive decision on they're talking about what a movie director would do. If I'm right. thinking if I'm thinking that and I'm thinking purely just like let's say the production values that you're feeding to the player. And I'm gonna think that and then production per square inch, right? <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. You know what? Tears of the Kingdom production for Square. There's some really, really epic, like the cutscenes that take place, the dragon moments. There right. are some like whoa, ep- epic, like spectacular moments. Uh, sure. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Baldur's Gate three in the sense of oh wow, when you're watching the characters sort of perform their roles. I'm I'm shocked at how good the quality is there. So I guess my pick's going to be Baldur's Gate 3 if I'm seeing it in this light. Um, because it All is right. really, really, really impressive on when the characters are interacting with each other and just the, the writing, script play, um, how great they look, the whole shebang. I think it stills the show. Um, Alan Wake 2 being a close second and then Zelda being three, okay. else, I would say. Anyway, so, that, that's about, so I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I, like I said, I haven't finished some of these, but if I had to pick right now, um, honestly, I've only been playing for a few hours, but I, I think Alan Wake 2 is, has impressed me the most so far in terms of just its presentation and a little bit the mechanics and everything. I don't know. It's so good. So, But that could be that I'm starting a new game and I feel that way right now, so we'll see. Yeah, okay. All right, next here. 
best narrative. Now, this is pretty explanatory. So, mm-hmm. the nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, and Final Fantasy 16. Now, right. <laughs> Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> it's after just having played all the stuff leading up to Alan Wake 2, and playing Alan Wake 2 for a few hours, I already think the narrative is incredible. So, yeah, I'm going with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So My number two would be Baldur's Gate 3, um, Cyberpunk, and Final Fantasy 16. Even though I'm whatever on 16, I think its narrative is fantastic. Um, yeah. So, like, these are all great picks. The only thing I think doesn't fit here is Marvel Spider-Man 2. I don't – I mean, I'm sure it's not bad, but, I mean, I don't understand how that stacks up to these other guys. It's not, Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's weird. Um, I could definitely, I definitely think of again. a bear, better narrative um, game than Spider-Man 2 that I would stick in this place. So that's that's mm-hmm. weird. Yep. Anyway. All right. Best art direction. Now, mm-hmm. where is Cocoon? This is exactly where I, I put know. Cocoon. I know. I agree. <laughs> Cocoon would be my winner. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so with that not being the case there, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Liza P, Super Mario Wonder, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, my vote here, Alan Wake 2 again. Uh, best art direction, talk about some really cool environments, really trippy, really sure. immersive. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat with its no, art it's, direction. You're totally right about all that. For me, though, the one that that really um, captured my attention the most was Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I love the way that this game looks and plays and the and new animations and everything. It's like, It'd be it's my so number cool. Two. I love it. It'd be my yeah. number two. It's it's very oh, close up there for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Hi-Fi Rush taking three. So I mean, these are all great picks. Liza P is really good art direction. That's true. But those are all great picks. Those are those yeah, are exactly that, what I would. It's a good category. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Best score in music. Now, man, again, it could just be recency bias, but Alloy Two sound design is incredible especially when you finish a chapter really and you good. get that music playing dude it's so good yeah no i thought that was really <laughs> cool um but now, the, uh, let's see I, hmm. well I, i'm not going to give much love to final fantasy but i will say the, the 10 oh, or so hours of final fantasy 16 mm-hmm. i played mm-hmm. thought the music was excellent so mm-hmm. i'll give it to mm-hmm. them on that one um i'll say tears of the kingdom here okay really really good um, score and music there. I think that's the winner that I'd pick here. There you go. Okay. Now, best audio design. Now, so I'm going to say the one prior is more of like actual musical scores that are right. taking place to where this right. is like thinking sound effects, thinking right. ambience, all of that stuff. So, if that's the case, um, these are pretty good picks. Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. My pick's going to go to Dead Space on audio side. It was really good, wasn't it? Mm. I Man, I think people are going to be like, oh, listen to these Alan Wake 2 the sack riders. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> I, really uh, <laughs> what I've played so far, the, the times when you hear things popping in, you know, you hear, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but you hear, you have these visions or these sounds you hear real quick. It's sort of in the background well, even when you the do guys like, the profiling. Right, it's yeah. almost like Hellblade of like, oh, I can tell somebody's like behind me to the right because they're like, right, Alan, Alan. right, right. right, right. It's, it's I think so it's good. really impressive. Yeah. So maybe I would pick that honestly. Okay, okay. Best performance. 
Mm, so this is a good one. Nominees here: Ben Starr as Clive Rosefield from Final Fantasy Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Cameron McCon, I guess is how you would say that, as Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I really like him. Um, He's good. Edra obviously from Cyberpunk. Um, man, I can't say any of these names. Melina Liburd as Saga Anderson in Alloway 2. She is really good. Uh, Neil Newborn as Astrian Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lorenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel Spider-Man 2. My pick here is actually going to be Baldur's Gate 3 here with Neil Newborn as Astrian. If you've ever played this game... I think he's my favorite voice actor in a game, probably, mm-hmm. period. That's awesome. He does really, really good work. Okay. Surprising myself, actually. And again, I think I'm going to pick Ben Starr because, again, I don't, I, there's a lot I don't like about Final Fantasy 16, but I think Clive's character is amazing. It's like yeah. one of my favorite protagonists. Uh, I think he's really good. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, great pick. Innovation and accessibility Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi Fi Rush, Marvel Spider Man 2. Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. Now, I'm going Hi-Fi Rush here. I don't think you played it, but its accessibility is really good. At okay. um, There's so many options on showcasing the player when the timing is is good and how you can, um, you know, it's tutorials to get it down, how it teaches the player. Gotcha. There's That'd be my pick. Forza Motorsport, okay. really close behind that. Okay, uh, for me, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Street Fighter because I'm super impressed as at how welcoming they are to new players in this game. They give you so many options to learn how to play, but not only that, just changing options. They even make it where you can press one button and do um, combinations. It's just, it just seems way more user friendly, you know. Even some people who get really serious about learning the combinations and stuff, they like walk you through it very slowly, um, and they haven't really done it to this extent ever. So, so yeah, I'll give it to. Street Fighter on that one. Games for Impact. Now, again, what does that mean? I don't know. I, can, I guess you could take that so many ways. When I think of Games for Impact, I don't even know if this is correct or not. But I first think of like games that you know left an impression on you, but not because not only because it had a good story, but like the whole. Okay, so for example, in this list, that game, the Chia is there, right? Yeah. The reason why that game stayed with me is because I know it was made by like a small team in this country that I had never heard of. And they did a really good job of including like their culture in the game. So then in turn, I ended up learning about a lot about it. And I was just really impressed by it. It just stayed with me, right? It's not like it was way better than games this year, but that's kind of what, why it stayed in my head. So I was like, okay, that's what I would pick. But I don't even know if that's what they're even going for. <laughs> maybe, yeah, like, may, no maybe you're on something here of maybe impact is meaning like inclusive to all of these different cultures sure. maybe sure. maybe that's the angle they're taking here because judging by these nominees that's what it's looking like here because that's what it sounds like a yeah. space for the unbound chance of sonar goodbye volcano high chia yeah i think it's chia yeah uh terra nil venba Baldur's gate three the problem is is i the only i've only played two of these Baldur's gate three mm-hmm. and chia so mm-hmm. between those two i'm still i'm gonna say Baldur's gate three because i mean yeah. you can uh, have relations with anything and everything. Uh, so that's some, that's definitely Pretty some in, in, inclusivity there. So <laughs> anyway. All right. Best ongoing game. 
Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. All right. So, listen, even if I don't play Fortnite, I understand the game will never die. I get it. And Final Fantasy XIV, again, I don't play that game, but I know that they support it super heavily and very well through the years. However, I'm going to pick Cyberpunk only because that game, even though we loved it off the bat, had such a bad story, and they kept working on it for, what, three or four years later, and they came out with an awesome expansion, huge update. So I'll give it to them. I think they deserve some shout-out for that, you know? Yeah, and I'm being biased here, and I'm saying Final Fantasy XIV. Um, with my major sticking point being it's been over 10 years now, and they are still releasing new content so that is still having me being like very anticipated to see what it is and play it. Um, yeah. So the fact they've been going this long, and I'm still excited for the next expansion when it comes to the sort of pirate theme of the next one. It's just super cool to me. So I, yeah. I can't believe they still got my attention after this long. So that's why that's I have crazy. to give it to them there. So yeah. Best community support, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's Sky. This seems similar to the, yeah. the last one. <laughs> and I would give the same answer. So Yeah, I'll pick Final Fantasy this time. Uh, best right. independent game. Now, Dave the Diver, who, who makes that? Because there was a whole controversy about yes, this. I wanted to see why. Um, publisher. Let's see who they are. Uh, I mean, Mint Rocket. I've never heard of them. So what are they? What are they getting at here? I don't know why that people say they're not. Um, an indie game. I have oh, no clue. Okay. Nexon didn't just publish Dave the Diver, but actually developed it. Nexon's gigantic. They were, yeah. Mm. They're. Uh, I don't know if you know Maple Story, but that's its original. Oh, like, yeah. Big thing there. But you're talking billions of dollars, South Korean Damn. company. Um, and they have a lot of online games that they support. And I mean, one of the big, the revenue is $274 billion. Jesus. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's far <laughs> from indie. <huh? laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, because it's up in here. So we have Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. Out of Cocoon. these, I mean, I just, <laughs> Cocoon, obviously. Cocoon was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Sea of Stars, but the thing is, this game has been so great that Star Ocean, Second Story, with that Super RPG that we're playing now, far exceeds Sea of Stars to me. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. Best debut indie game. Um, again, I'm just gonna say Cocoon here and move on. Let's. Uh, yeah, agree. Yeah. Okay. Best mobile game. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Couldn't be great. More greatly disappointed with that. That was utter trash. <laughs> um, I did play a little bit of Star Rail just to see how it was, and Monster Hunter Now, which is also a nominee. Both pretty good. Um, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. And Tara Neal as well. So I'm just going to throw my hat in at um, Star Rail. I think that's a really impressive mobile game. I haven't played any of these, so I'm going to say Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Let's go. Okay. Best <laughs> VR AR game. Grand Tourism 7, <laughs> Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil Village, VR Mode, and Synapsis. I haven't played any of these, so pass. 
Yeah, I haven't played them either. I would guess that Village, Village is probably pretty cool in VR, but yeah, no idea. Yeah. I mean, I've played Grand Theft Auto 7 in Village, but not VR. So, Best action game. Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Now, purely action, do we consider... What do we consider action? I guess... I mean, by the way, I'm kind of shocked at how much Armored Core did not appear in these rate in these rankings. Yeah, it's a great game. Because um, um, I'm thinking, like Mario, do we consider Mario action? No, we just consider platformer, right? Zelda, do yeah, we consider Zelda so. action. It's such a weird category. Yeah, I don't like this category because it's like, what does that really I think, mean? I think in their terms, Dead Island probably would be Armored Core, probably would be Ghost Runner. I think, yeah. Yeah, of like what they're applying here. Um, I mean, out of just these games, Armor Core 6 is my favorite, so I'm just going to pick that. Armor Core. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Best action adventure game? Ooh. Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, again, this is too much like a game of the year pick, and I want right. to pass here because... I'm gonna pass. I have a lot of thought on what I want game of the year, and I don't want to be given this answer because it's it feels too close to game of the year that I want to save. Best role playing game. We can do this. Baldur's Gate three, Final Fantasy sixteen, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Um, My pick here, Starfield. I mean, I you know I've said on the show prior, I. I probably dumped about 100 hours over the course of two months of playing. Um, absolutely love yeah. it. Still have yet to finish it. Still don't, you know, I don't I don't want to just rush to see the credits because right. I'm too busy inside of a certain, you know, mission or a planet exploring. And I want to take as much time as it possibly can take me. As long as I'm enjoying yeah. it, I'm going to keep the uh, pace I'm going here. But... I've been sucked in this world more than these other games here. And uh, I think it's a phenomenal RPG. In terms of if you're just thinking RPG systems in a game, my vote is Starfield here. Fair enough. Well, just by default, I've only played Final Fantasy, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Final (laughs) Fantasy 16. And that's the problem, though, is like that is a very weak in the RPG sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's strong yeah. in its narrative, it's strong, it's strong in, in its action, yeah. but like I don't think it's strong in its RPG. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Best fighting game: God of Rock, Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two. Which I need to play the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two. I've been I hear a lot of really great things. Apparently, they really stepped it up. Uh, Pocket Bravery, Street Fighter Six. I didn't even know they made Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two. It came out. Uh, week or two ago pretty pretty recently okay and they basically Um, just added a single player campaign they super up the quality of like uh you know characters talking and you know their animations and just you can tell they have a lot more money okay uh, okay it looks pretty impressive gotcha all right well i'm gonna go with um street fighter 6 great game just the best iteration of uh, a street fighter i've seen today so yeah yeah, I haven't played any of these, so I don't know. It, you know, outside looking in, it would be between Street Fighter Six, Mortal Kombat One, and I would want to play them to see which. No, well, I did play Street Fighter Six, but I haven't played Mortal Kombat One, so 
of what I've seen, I think Mortal Kombat 1 looks a little more impressive to me. But again, I haven't actually felt it. So how would I know? So it's, it's a little weird there. So mm-hmm. best family game, Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Now, Super Mario Bros. Wonder wins here, but not in best family game. If you're thinking in a family setting of playing multiplayer, Super Mario Wonder falls off hard. I don't think it's multiplayer is well done at all because who's ever basically won the crown for the previous level, that's whose character the screen follows. So I've been playing with my kid, but it's been really terrible experience <laughs> playing co-op in it, and I just go back to single player. Um, it, I, I actually think the way New Sumar Bros did a better job at handouts multiplayer than Wonder is. I, I agree with that. So me... I honestly would say Pikmin 4, uh, even though you're not playing. I mean, you can play uh, another person to play with you and they can do extra things, um, but they don't have like full control. But the multiplayer mode that's there, that Dan Dora battles is so fun. And I play that with my son all the time. And uh, I'm definitely going to pick Pikmin 4 here. Very cool. All right. I'll probably go with Wonder. Okay. After all, I did play some multiplayer and it was fun. Best sim strategy game. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, City Skyline 2, Company Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. This is very hard for me. Um, I'm in between Advanced Wars 1 and 2, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. Um, Company Heroes is great, but I haven't played 3, but I played 1 and 2 and used to be really into them. But, man, Pikmin 4 is really, really good. Uh, but uh, so are the other one. two. All three of those, in my opinion, are top class. Like, you know, am I giving 10 out of 10? I don't know. But they're, they're at least all three above nines, in my opinion. And I think they're all super well done. Primal Engage is a little meh in, like, its overall story. But, man, is it still just so good. It, it doesn't okay. matter. Um. It's a hard one. I mean, I've played Advance Wars, the older ones. I didn't play the reboot ones, but if they're anything like the originals, so I'd say they're probably probably it's, way up there. Yeah, it's, it's it's they've done so many great quality of life things though, and this awesome. it's like uh, what's the company? They do a lot of way forward. And, gotcha. Um, okay. They did really really good with that. I'm, uh, I guess Pikmin Four, but man, um, Fire Emblem, dude, don't sleep on Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I know the characters look stupid with the blue and looks like toothpaste or something, but I'm gonna go with Pikmin Four. I, right. I I think they just I don't know Nintendo at their top. Okay, sure. Best sports racing game: EA Sports FC 24, F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 turbocharged and the crew motor fest and i'm just gonna default to force motorsport here yeah i'm just going by default back <laughs> i have not played these <laughs> best multiplayer presented by discord presented by discord Baldur's gate 3 <laughs> diablo 4 party animals street fighter 6 super mario bros wonder um i'm gonna go with diablo 4 here i'm still playing it i played it two days ago i have a friend coming over we play it about once or twice a week and it's just been a thing we've been doing since it came out. And it's perfect couch co-op game. And uh, Very cool. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with Street Fighter VI. Um, they made the netcode so good at this one, and the, the rollback um, online component of it, it just works so well. It's like perfectly flawless, no issues, and it's super fun. There's some cool modes, too. So, yeah, give it to them. Okay. Best adaptation. This makes sense to me, though. Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, Twisted Metal, and uh, that's that's not the case there. That's in there, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. Now, I was pleasantly surprised by Twisted Metal. This is actually good picks. The only one I say would say no would be Gran Turismo. Like, no, yeah. it, it can't compete to the others. The others, sure. though, are phenomenal adaptations. That's yeah, good stuff. Uh, this is hard for me, but I'm gonna go with The Last of Us because I, I just was so impressed really good. I was really with impressed. the. Um, mm-hmm. It was a whole show, like eight episodes mm-hmm. or whatever it was. HBO, high quality. So HBO had yeah, not, best at that. Not to say that the other ones were not mm-hmm. good, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I was so pleased with the Mario movie. It um, was great. Mm. So much fun. I think this is just going to come down to objectivity bias here. I mean, yes, technically they all do. But I'm going to say Castlevania. I just... Uh, 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 I was just too nerding out the entire time watching it. I'm just, uh, I was too impressed by it. And it's, it's just up my alley more than the others are. Uh, yep. So Castlevania Nocturne. All right. Um, yeah. Most anticipated game. Uh, another biased here. Uh, it's going to be pretty automatic here, but we got five, yeah, seven rebirth, Hades two, like a dragon, infinite wealth, star Wars outlaws. First of all, I don't know about that Star Wars Outlaws. The rest of these, I can yeah, see. Yeah, I don't know Tekken much about eight. it. Anyway, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, duh. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm Final Fantasy Rebirth, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Super right. pumped. Content creator of the year. I don't know any of these people. I don't know any of these people either. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. Iron Mouse. People make games. Quackity. Spring. Cypher PK. Uh, I'm just gonna um, go with my favorite game here, and I take Iron Mouse. I think that's a cool name. Uh, I'm gonna go with Quackity. <laughs> I don't know why, just just cause. <laughs> Best esports game: Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, Valor. Now I, I want to spin off a little bit. Counter Strike Two. I forgot to mention in previous episodes that I tried playing this because when it came out, I was like, oh, cool. I installed it and I was like, okay, next week I'll get my thoughts. Well, every time I play this game, it's just a technical mess. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if, if you had some really fast SSD, maybe you could help, but I don't, uh, basically the, it's another example of those games where the, what is it? The shader cache is just a whole fucking thing with this game. And it's like you have to play a map multiple times before it's not skippy when you play. And it's like, so I'm supposed to dedicate about four hours of getting this game to be good before I can enjoy it. And it's like, no, I I, I, I don't have patience. So um, I just needed to mention that as an aside. Like, I can't. Anyway, game sucks and it's technicalities there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't care about any of these. Um, me neither. I'll go with Counter-Strike 2 because people were excited about it. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, pass. Game of the year. Here we are. Now, this is just who we think is actually going to win. Now, right. recent buys, I feel, always plays a gigantic part. So there's a good chance so. Alan Wake 2 could win on this. But, I agree. Uh, Baldur's Gate is still a game that people are also playing constantly. So um, there's a I lot of Zelda, still about biasy with that as well. So that is true. That I think I think Zelda definitely still has a shot of winning it for sure. Oh. People have not forgotten about it. Who do I think is going to win? I think Baldur's Gate three is going to win. I think it might be Zelda. Honestly, that's going to win. I mean, I hope so. That'd be cool. Uh, between those two, at least, I, I, I'd want Zelda. Um. Yeah. Okay. Now, I want to get into another thing before we continue on. Of game of the year here, I saw a statistic, and it's been making the rounds a lot. Of well, one initially, people are like, "Where Starfield?" Right, and that's what stirs all this up. And they were like, "Well, an Xbox game hasn't been nominated for a game of the year." I think it's been something like 20 years or something insane uh, since Halo 3. So there's obviously that camp of initial of like, well, because they can't make any good games and they suck making games. That's why. Now, you can easily discount this argument because there's still plenty of good. I mean, you're talking Gears 5 being phenomenal. You're talking Forza game being phenomenal. They still make great games. Like uh, even Halo Infinite is looking in really they good do. spots here, stuff like that. Um, I, I think that's a pretty poor argument there. Um, maybe they don't make like as many, but the fact of not getting a single one since Halo 3, I don't think this speaks anything to do with it. Just the fact is Halo or Xbox, and people are just hating on Xbox. I think the reality is what usually wins game of the year are those third-person action-adventure games, right? You're talking an Uncharted and a Last of Us, Spider-Man. That's usually what is taking the crown here, right? Um, Zelda also yeah. can fit in that camp. But I'm thinking it's it's always that adventure of a third-person camera behind you kind of mindset, and that's what usually just takes the cake. And Xbox doesn't really make many of those. And I that's think true. that's why it never gets into this category because sure. I can't think like this game of the year here. I love Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I am in no way expecting that to win. I can't no, see I a 2D so. platformer winning. I just can't. Um, even though that game could be much better than these other nominees here. And that's why I'm getting to the greater point. I think that's why Xbox doesn't get thrown because uh, the style of game, like in Hi-Fi Rush, I think it's a phenomenal title. Um, but it's just not game of the year. Uh, uh, just how people see these games for whatever yeah. reason, it's always in this vein of this third person action adventure game, like a God of war. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, oh man, it's like Pentiment, for example, right? Obviously right, the game right. is phenomenally developed, um, right. should be getting awards left and right, but it's not very game of the year. Um, right, even though it got rated very high, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I get what you're yeah. saying. So but. that's that's my theory there on on that sure. discussion. So I wanted to mention that. Sure. Um, you have any theories of why you think just Xbox? You think it? What do you think? Uh, of I mean, I think that could be part of it, but I also think yes, they've had some good games, but their volume 
of these games that are like people are all talking about. Maybe it isn't as high as it um, could be or has been in the past. So I don't yeah, think of it's course as high as a volume of a Nintendo. Right. But in terms of like PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation has like two or three big games a year. Xbox has about one or two, right? So it's it's less, but it's not like much less. I think no, no, I think not. once you think Nintendo, you're t- you're picking like six big games, and that's usually yeah, the case there. But I don't think it's that much less than like okay, when uh, Demon Souls came out that initial year, right? What was another big PS5 exclusive? I don't think there was one. That was at the very beginning, right? That was the launch that title. Was, that was at the end because the game, the system came out like November, uh, October, November, yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. right? There yeah. wasn't a next big PlayStation till next year, right? When you it had was the Ratchet and Clank, Clank a few months later, yeah, 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 yeah. The at, mm-hmm. what was that February, March kind of area there? But I guess the system came out in November, right? So it's like, yeah, of course you're only gonna you're not gonna have many big exclusives in yeah, the first yeah, month, yeah. I guess. So I'm trying to think that year, and then the year, uh, what is it? You had Grand Turismo Seven and Ratchet and Clank. And then in Returnal. So you had those. I don't three. remember. Returnal, yeah. 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 So if you look on the Xbox side, what came out that year would be Forza Motorsport 5. What year is that? 2020? 2020 it came out, right? The systems came out 2020? I believe so. <laughs> Why don't we know this? When, when did PS5 release? Pretty sure it did. Okay, 2020. So... Top Xbox games 2021. Let's see here. Yeah. Forza uh, Horizon 5, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find the actual exclusive. It's listing everything. Gotcha. But I think it's just that. I think it's just those two. Gotcha. Um, that's Door, but I wouldn't consider like That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Again, with Sable, but that's not what we're talking about here. Th- those wouldn't win Game of the Year. So the only two that could would be that, but again, Halo Infinite had its problems that release. So the only one who even should have is Forza Horizon 5. Now, is that deserving? I think so. But there's just, sure. again, racing is not as exciting as a God of War. So I, I, I think that's the problem there, right? So then you go 2022. 20, again, Pentiment, super strong. Tunic, super strong, in my opinion. I think that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immortality, I loved. I I was gigantic component of that. I gotta um, play that one. High in life, gigantic component of that as well. So you have those, but again, not quite when you look like PlayStation, right? What's 2022 PlayStation? God of War Ragnarok, Forza, Horizon, for <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Grand Tristram of Seven. So those three are going to hit harder than, and uh, so I think places shouldn't take the thing there. So it's about what I was saying one to two on Xbox, yeah. more like three on PlayStation each year. And then that's what I'm saying. And like, I think neither of them come close when it comes to Nintendo's output. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> just crushes them. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I don't see Xbox. The only way they could be in that game of the year discussion, it's gonna t- that that Hellblade. That's that's the only type of game I could see where it sort of Unreal Engine Five narrative third person action game that fits all the criteria. So next year, 
I'd say that's probably their biggest chance of hitting that because yeah, even a star field, it's it's very Bethesda, very 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 Bethesda <laughs> in all of its ways of Bethesda ness, um, and I don't think that also caters to a game of the year sort of discussion. So yeah, I think I think Hellblade's the only chance they got if they want to um, make a statement next year in terms of a game of the year discussion. Um, Fable yep. could, you know, and Fable could do it if, if it turns yeah, out really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so they, they they have those two next year. Now, what is uh, Xbox twenty twenty four games? Oh, Stalker two that 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 also could have a chance. Avalve that also could have a chance. Actually, so they're gonna have they're gonna have four games next year that are gonna actually finally have a good chance to win a game of the year discussion. So mm-hmm. they got that. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they get yeah, all four of those. That'd be huge. Yeah. Okay. Uh all right. Nintendo. Do we even know anything coming next year in Nintendo? I think because because the new system coming, we just don't know anything because they don't want to drop yeah. any games. Just the Peach game is the only thing I think. They want to blow people's minds (laughs) when they drop that, you know, what, system trailer and they have all of these, you know, next-gen Nintendo titles. Um, So I think think that's why we don't know on that front. Okay. So Shantae Advanced Risky Revolution. Man, I remember these games have been coming out for a long time. That was arguably the most interesting title to come from the latest Indie World Showcase November 14th. Developer WayForward began development on the game 20 years ago and never completed it. Next year, the game will finally make its way to Switch to retain the Game Boy Advance aesthetic it was always meant to have. That's pretty cool. Those games have, in general, been pretty good. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. All right, and also Amazon Games lays off 180 employees. Crown Channel and Amazon-affiliated Twitch channel will be eliminated in the process. Well, that sucks. People losing their jobs is never pleasant. But Amazon Games, I don't even... No, the last time I heard anyone say that phrase, Amazon Games. Well, it was those two games, uh, New World and mm. the one prior to that. That's slipping my mind right now. Um, it was I more, know what you're talking about. Actually, I actually after it, and it was more of an action-oriented. Um, they were both actually got pretty big and popular and made them a lot they of They did. Um, yep. But, yeah, the 108 employees is just a lot. Now... It also is Amazon, though, so it's mm-hmm. probably actually pretty small in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, yeah, I would think so. But 505 Games' parent company, Digital Bros, is laying off 30% of its staff. 505 Games is the publisher behind titles like Ghost Runner 2, Control, Death Strain on PC, and Payday 2. So the continued trend that has been happening all this year is people getting laid off, and which is... Uh, yeah, I, I guess they're I guess companies are seeing other companies doing is like, well, now's a good time as ever. Uh, I'm just going to join the conversation because it's going to look even worse if I'm out of the pocket. Might as well just do it while I'm in the pocket and get rid of people I've been trying to get rid of this whole time. <laughs> That's yeah, really what yeah. I'm imagining here because it's it's too many at this point. It's far it's beyond lot, yeah. coincidence. Uh, crazy. So. Well. And it just keeps uh, keeps going. I mean, even the next story is 505 Games Parent Company Digital Bros laying off 30% of its staff. 505 Games is the publisher behind titles like Ghost Runner 2, Control, Best Training on PC, and Payday 2. So, yeah, more layoffs. That sucks. That's a decent amount, too, 30%. I mean, I guess it depends how many staff they have total, but, yeah, 
large percentage. I mean, they're a pretty big publisher, so I would imagine that's a pretty big cut, actually. Sure. All right. We're thrilled to announce that we're working on a mod editor for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. It will allow you to create your own experiences in the game by making something completely new or editing existing quests and content. Planning on releasing it for free in 2024. Stay tuned. We'll have more to share next year. I mean, this is cool for console people. I know people on PC have already been doing this for a while, probably. <laughs> so yeah. I don't... Uh, even still on PC, to have it all in one place that's official yeah. through the game, I think does make a difference. And um, let's say you, for example, I don't see you searching the internet for mods. Yeah, I don't. But I don't really, say so. you're playing Witcher 3 on your PC, you just really badly want to play. And I could see you downloading mods through the launcher, being like, oh, this looks cool, and just clicking yeah. and, and going. I agree. So I, I think this still helps, and uh, even in the PC realm. Agreed. I'm just more of this game's old 2014, 2015. Um, I've tried to play it numerous times. I still want to play it, but it it's just not that exciting to me because it's just um, I don't know. I, I want I'd rather play something new. Yeah. Than, uh, but you know, it's like I don't. I'm not gonna tell. They shouldn't do this. Uh, they mm-hmm. should. But it just doesn't like super excite me because it's just a of title. Right. Yeah. Makes total sense. Speaking of, go ahead. You can do the next one. Last of Us Part 2 Remaster for PS5 confirmed for January 2024. Uh, mm-hmm. So they tweeted, updated shortly after a leak confirmed as existence. Naughty Dog officially revealed The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster for PS5 on Friday evening, confirming the release date as well, January 19th. The Last of Us Part 2 remaster comes to PS5 featuring no return, roguelike mode, lost levels with the dev commentary, guitar-free play, graphical enhancements, dual sense integration, and more. Now, I don't hate on this because of two things. Um, one, I remember hating when we'd get a PS5 version. But on Xbox, we need to get updated when it comes to Xbox Series X and S upgrade for a game. We just got it. It was free. They patched it, did whatever, made it. But they didn't charge the gamers. Where PlayStation, they have been. Right? Right. So that's why I've always been like, man, this is stupid. Why are we getting charged for this? Should just... It got a new system thing. But 10 bucks is not that much. And they're actually adding content here. This is the big difference. If they weren't, and it was just graphics and nothing more, I'd be like, eh, I'm good, right? 10 bucks though, to play a no return roguelike mode, I'll pay $10 for that. Yeah, that's not not too bad at all. So I'm cool with this, actually. Um, Yeah, I agree. I just want them to bring it to PC so bad so I can play both (laughs) of them on PC now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why ain't that? I mean, I guess... Maybe it is coming to PC later. Uh, let's see. Let's read the rest of this. Notably, those who already own The Last of Us Part 2 on PS4 will be able to upgrade to a digital version of The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster on PS5 for $10. Save files will also be able to be imported into the Part 2 Remaster. Now, hopefully, since it's been about a year since they've done this, any prior ones, you literally had to download the PS4 game. Mm-hmm. save the file, download the PS5 version to do some transfer thing to the new file, and you had to download both games for some reason. 
Um, hopefully they can actually figure this out to where you don't have to download the PS4 game just to transfer a save file. However, Naughty Dog clarified that upgrades for disc copies of the PS4 version are only available if you have a PS5 with the disc drive. Owners of the PS4 disc copies must insert them into the PS5 every time they want to download or play the PS5 digital version. So if you end up buying a PS5 digital only, but you had a physical of the last, you'd have to buy again. But I guess, I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're screwed if you have um, one without a disc drive, you know? If you bought it. Yeah. But that'd be the same on any No, it'd be the same deal. Even yeah, on yeah, Xbox, right. okay, I have a Series S. Um, I can't put it in a disc. So I'm just not going to have access to my back catalog of anything disc-wise. But I don't understand. How would how would anybody be able to solve that? I don't know how you would do that. So it makes sense. I'm cool there. Uh, $10 I'm cool with because I'm getting more content. A game just looking better and running better. I don't think you should charge based off of um, playing it on a newer system. Nintendo, though, they charge full price. <laughs> but I can't. I'm trying to think. Well, okay. What's one that people have a problem with of going like Wii U to Switch, for example? What? Mario Kart 8? Um, but they added so much content. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, maybe not. Maybe, maybe there are discussion. some other ones, though. But was there one to where they just... What? Maybe Skyward Sword? Did they do anything to Skyward Sword? They gave it a like a remaster a little bit, I guess. But the problem is that game is infinitely better, in my opinion, because you don't All have to do the motion controls. And reworking yeah. those controls, I think, is pretty massive. The other co- companies are in that boat because they didn't have motion control only system, right? So it's like, how can you really compare... I think that's just too different there. And so I consider that new content, if they have to go through and re- rework a game that was only motion controlled and making it work with um, controls, I think that actually takes a lot of work. Um, so I guess it all goes to the root of if they put in a ton of work outside of just making it look better and run better, I think uh, I think you should charge for it. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that's kind of how I see that. Yeah, I mean, if I, and if I don't think it's worth it, I just don't buy it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. You know, Last of Us Part One, re the remake. There, you know, that was obviously discussed a million times. Well, you have a PS4 version or PS3, you remaster it for PS4. They then remake the game. What PS3? But what do they remake? This isn't like. Resident Evil 4 remake. This isn't like Dead Space remake. This isn't like Fantasy 7 remake. This still is just the same game, but just looking better and running better. So I think I'm still in that consistent camp of you got to do more than that to make me want to play it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk makes me want to play it again because I have a lot of stuff. Forget me playing the expansion, right? They reworked that game, brought it to 2.0. Game plays entirely different. Tons of new content along the way. Now I'm wanting to replay it again. You know, so that's what brings me to these games is uh, adding adding something more to it than just yeah. Yeah, I think I'll probably pass on this for now. But when it comes to PC, I might check it out, check that new mode out and everything. You know, so yeah, but I want to replay the whole game. I'm curious what that exactly is. Yeah. Well, I guess I could imagine it, right? It's like yeah. 
you're just playing through maps with like a lot of zombies, right? And they just get harder and harder as you right. go. But you also get crazier and crazier like weapons that you can use against them the longer you go. Like I, I can totally see how this works and sounds pretty fun. I'd I'd want to play it. So, yeah, no, I would definitely want to check it out too. So sounds good. Let's get to what we're watching while we're playing. All right. So finally made it to LOA 2. I played, <laughs> I guess I didn't write it here, but I, I finished the, um, <clears throat> so I had already talked about beating Alan Wake, which I you know really enjoyed. I played the two DLC chapters. It had been years since I played Control, so I watched the whole recap of the story of Control first. Then I played the latest DLC, which I thought was really good. I thought it was very cool how they did the whole thing with Emil Hartman. And I was actually reading every little notice this time. When I played through Control, I didn't read every notice. I just kind of just like was over it. Uh, but this time around, I was looking at every note, and it was like really fascinating seeing all these people that I know already. And so what I did after I beat that was, oh, sorry, sorry I also forgot to mention, I also played um, American Nightmare, which I thought was pretty good. Although well, the, the Control whole DLC before we move on too far, because I do want to yeah. ask. I mean, mm-hmm. one to ten, where you throw in, like, what, what's your overall oh, experience it, with that? I thought it was fantastic. I thought I would give like a ten. I thought it was so good, and it was okay. so much fun. It made me really want to. I didn't care for the side stuff because it's just like doing side stuff for Ati. I don't know if that really even adds anything to the lore. Probably not. But I just didn't really feel like doing it. I just, I just kind of mainline the main story. So maybe a nine then in that case. But I thought it was so fun to play Control again. It feels so good to play that game again, and it looked great. Um, so, yeah, so that was all awesome. It made me give, have more of an appreciation for Control, I think, than I did the first time, which I liked it, but now I like, love it. And I also did American Nightmare, which I liked, but I was a little tired of like the whole loop thing, even though it was getting shorter every time. So, yeah, so I did all that, right? I played all that. And then I watched this really long hour-and-a-half video that is like a timeline of Control, Alan Wake, um alan wake american nightmare the even the prequel uh youtube video you can watch which i watched just like everything all together they cover everything in so much detail it was really cool it was cool how it's so genius actually how remedy puts them all together i didn't watch that hour and a half one but Mm -hmm. i watched a 45 minute one a 30 minute one i watched like four different ones but i know what you're talking about um i want to say mario shared in the facebook group as well um, but I'm asking because I'm, did they get into Max Payne stuff? Cause any of the ones I watched didn't get into any Max Payne things. Cause no, they didn't. when I'm playing Alan Wake 2, they definitely are doing Alan Max Payne things. So I would really love to know. Now I want to play, now I want to play Max Payne. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta do the same, but Ugh, anyway. I, I watched, I watched the whole video. I feel like I had a really good understanding of everything now. And so I started Alan Wake 2. And man, even that first five minutes of the intro, I was like, wow, what the heck am I even playing here? This is crazy. I mean, we'll go ahead and say, because it's right when it starts, it's just naked guy walking along shoreline. Yeah, right. pretty and much. That's yep. pretty yep. pretty intense, weird mm-hmm. stuff going on. Very, there. very weird, intense. Um, so where do I start? So actually, let me get the one negative thing out of the way. Okay. I, I've tried to mess around with all the settings. I found something that works for me. I can put everything... Um, on ultra, but I turned off ray tracing completely and it runs really well and it looks really good. Like I was messing with ray tracing, but it slowed things down. Everything. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me not even mess with it. So I turned it off. The one issue I keep having, and when I looked online, apparently people on console are having this issue too, is when you look at certain texts or like the map specifically, it renders, it doesn't render right away. It's really annoying. Like I'll pull up the map. It'll be like 
it looks like you know a fifth grade or kindergartner wrote it and then it'll it'll pop yeah. up so what that is it. is what we've been having with other stuff it's that shader cache yeah you know and yeah. it's like i'm so tired of this problem when it comes to anything current it's it's good mm -hmm. yeah 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 so hopefully it doesn't become a bigger problem but that is literally my only um only negative thing i can I say i had it so bad to where i loaded like i died loaded back and the ground was like higher than me and like up to my chest so i'm in some like grass texture that's up to my chest but i'm supposed to be mm -hmm. running on it and i was like what mm -hmm. the hell and after like 10 seconds it fixed itself because it just oh didn't load God. the ground correctly i'm like dude gotcha yeah yeah so so i'll say um I instantly liked the characters. I thought they were very good, especially the main character. The way that they introduced the mechanics of the game, they really do it very slowly, but it's it's very well done. It's not too slow. It's not too fast. You really understand. It's a lot, you know? The whole mind space place, um, putting up the evidence. You know, I thought that was all really well done. I love how the game, as you're playing it, there's no HUD at all, just completely blank. And then, yeah. obviously, when you actually have action, it pops up. I love that it's like a dynamic HUD. That's really cool. Um, the game looks amazing. Uh, I think it's also just the environment and everything. It's so spooky and creepy. I, I just love it, man. It's it's so good. I love everything that's happening so far. By the way, I watched IGN's review for about five minutes, and they spoiled so much stuff. I'm like, I'm so mad I watched this. Why are you telling me, like, key points in the story? Why? Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's really annoying. Like, something that happened in the morgue that I didn't know was going to happen wasn't a surprise for me anymore which really sucks which was a and that really cool scene by the way yeah i'm like so annoyed about and that and they uh quantum break dude <laughs> yeah yeah you know wait so hold on is there am i supposed to know something about the fact that the guy who was the sheriff is literally the same guy from quantum break is that that's a, what i'm is, saying i don't know the answer to this okay, so that's okay. why i'm willingly just saying it because, there's no way they yeah. didn't think of that yeah. when they put them in there you know come on um, right that's what that's what i kept saying yeah, i was like yeah, there, yeah. It, it, there's definitely got to be something that happens i assume um, so we'll, we'll yeah. have to see but um but yeah man i'm loving it so far i think it's now where are you it's at almost exactly? i am on chapter i think there was chapter zero then one then i'm on chapter two now have you with saga i went to the hut the okay. witch's hut put, so like, the i mean back in there. you know i yeah, we'll we'll say it here. Yeah, you, I, you switch between two characters. Yes, okay. Yes, I do not. So yep. you haven't you haven't switched the other character yet. I haven't played okay. with the other character okay. yet. Although, again, the last thing I saw from the IGN review that really annoyed me is the way in which you're introduced back to that character. They mention it real quick, but it's just annoying oh, yeah. to know that. Like, man, why would why are you putting that in a review? That's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So, but all that being said, I, you know, obviously I don't think I ruined it for myself. I think there's still a lot that I don't know, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all technically surface level stuff. I mean, it is, it what is. they actually get into goes far deeper than any of that anyway. Oh, man, I can't, I can't uh, wait. But, I'm just playing. Like, it's so weird. You, when I was playing the other Alan Wake games, I was enjoying them, but I was always thinking like, okay, how much longer do I have this game? I don't care. It, it could be as long. I'm like exploring everything. I'm trying to look for all the stuff. I love the way they're doing the manuscript pages where you find them and, the whole like inception like thing going on where you're reading the manuscript I mean, I could and listen to Alan's his voice oh it's like so cool 24 7 it, it's so well performed so i even oh, so i good. like just like going to the reading mm -hmm. the pages and having oh, the screen just reading aloud, yeah or yep any of the uh you'll get 
through as you play the game, you'll get like new videos you can watch on the TV and your mind. I saw that too. Stuff like that. So yeah, um, yep. I think, I think it's great. really, really well done. I think the whole mind place thing is such a cool idea. And I like how it doesn't pause the game. So it's like, you know, yeah, a little risky yeah, when you go yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> the only thing, and I'm not even going to call this a negative. It's just, I have to get more used to it. But there's been a few times where I'm like not sure where to go, and it doesn't really give you any sort of indication. The map doesn't seem that helpful to me, to I'm, be honest. I'm having a hard time with this game. Um, yeah, with that, and it only gets harder as you play. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It goes back to it's all right though. Yeah, I want to say Chia to where. Oh yeah, it's almost a good thing that it doesn't really mm-hmm. tell you where to go. It ends up working yeah. in its favor the more you play Let's because you start more. to memorize the areas more and they became a lot more important if i was just looking at a mini map seeing exactly where to go i don't think i would see yeah. as much of it so i, I think it I, I, agree. Can, I think it can come with its pros yeah so i gotta say this game is one that's every i, I was away this weekend and the whole time was like man i can't wait to play i can't wait to play even when you said when we were recording i was gonna play and i'm like you know what let me record first so i can just play tonight for a while because <laughs> i'm really really it's on my mind all day so i can't wait to see what happens how far are you what chapter? Oh, I know the chapters go back and forth. Five. Five, okay. Now, this is me just guessing, because it says end of a... Does it say end of a chapter? I forget what it says. Something. I think it does. End of a scene, something like that. Something and like that. It's, it's happened to me at least four times. I could be on six instead of five, but I want to gotcha. say at least five. Okay. Um, All right. Very yeah. cool. Well, One of I'm them excited, man. incredibly short, though. Uh, but it made gotcha. sense of why it ended. So, yeah. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, man, the the Alan Wake stuff, I don't know what's better. Like the Alan Wake stuff or because it, it almost feels like entirely different games. The Alan Wake stuff feels like you're, feels a lot more control than when you're playing stage. That's feeling more like classic Alan Wake, as funny as mm-hmm. that is. So, yeah. yeah. I can't wait, man. But yeah. Also, there's a lot of Max Payne stuff when you're playing with Alan Wake as well. So, mm. super cool. Super cool. Very cool. Um, so, it like merges. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. They do it so it's like merging Max Payne stuff with control stuff is like when you're playing Alan Wake is, is the vibe there. And then when you're playing Sage, it feels like you're playing Alan Wake 1. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> very cool. All right. So you didn't star Super Mario RPG? I didn't. I'm going to hold off okay. until I'm okay. going to be Alloway first. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. Super Mario RPG, I mean, let me put this. I was worried going into this because I could tell when I'm seeing videos and stuff. I was like, I don't know if I'm completely won over by its art style. Plus, mm-hmm. I feel it's going to be... I'm a little bummed that it's too much like the original game. And I wish they would have mm-hmm. took it a little further um whenever i was seeing it before i actually played it but now that i'm deep into the game and well i'll talk on something else later but i'm deep into it now i'm like uh, five six hours in and i'm happy that it's one for one of the original game because i forgot just how charming and good the original game is and if they were to have changed it um it could have definitely been for the worse and it hits so hard and so good consistently that i'm like no okay i think this was the right path to take be 
only because the game's just so damn good. Because, uh, again, you're talking Square Enix at its prime. Well, not even Square Enix. You're just talking, what, Square, Square Soft? Because uh, you're yeah. talking, like, right after they drop Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger, this is their, you know, their sort of last hurrah. This, along with that, live alive until they went over to the next generation. Um, yep. And you could totally tell when you're playing this. I mean, like, it's it's consistently high the entire time hilarious writing i mean uh, <laughs> when you play the other mario rpgs after the fact i mean you know paper mario and paper mario thousand year door um along with uh the square enix stuff of just they've been good stories and good writing and that's what makes the jrpg so good but i you know like that pocket of it it feels like what from Final Fantasy VI to Final Fantasy VII, that era of like late Super Nintendo to, yeah, I would say midway through Super Nintendo to midway through PS1 is like they couldn't be any better of like what, right. they, what they output. And um, Super Mario RPG just fits in there perfectly and it could be, couldn't be any better. Um, yeah. And nothing ever feels like I'm going too long without the next big moment happening. Uh, it's hitting really quick. Um, it's the same praise I give to Alan Wake 2. It hits pretty quick quite often. The okay. only times it doesn't is if you're lost in the map trying to figure out, well, mm-hmm. where, where do I go next? You know, that you'll have those lulls. Gotcha. You never hit that lull with Sumar RPG because it's the clearest day where you need to go next. Gotcha. Um, okay. And. You know, like there'll be multiple paths when you're, um, you know, going over from one area to the next. But mm-hmm. if you go the wrong way, I never right. just like hit a dead end without there being something there. There's at least going to be a treasure or a cool side boss thing or a cool equipment item you can find. You know, so you always kind of want to. If I if I know for sure this is the right path to go, I'll turn around and then go the other path just to find all those extra items and stuff. Right. So it's that type of game. Um, I'm exploring every bit of these maps, and I want to do okay. so. And it stays consistently fun doing so. Um, the battle system wait. is like, I think, maybe better here than even Paper Mario's because just like when you're playing Paper Mario, if you time those hits right, you know, oh, that's gotcha. the whole fun of the mechanic. Yeah, But blocking is so fun with this game because they added this. This wasn't in the original game. And I thought this was a really good improvement is when you block an attack, you create a chain, right? And so you can have a chain block and attack. Sorry. So, okay. They attack me. I block it just in time. I get one on the counter. I then go to attack them. I get it right on the money. I get two on my counter. And the higher your combo goes of timing it perfectly the better your character becomes. So it really rewards you. uh, I'll have like a 20 combo and now I'm hitting really hard. I'm defending where I don't get any damage towards me at all. Um, I'm pouring points into this gauge that I can then do a super with once it's at 100 because of my combos building. So there's a lot of incentive to get this combo up. Meaning you're at like 30, you're like, oh my God, after about, you know, five to 10 minutes of keeping this combo as you're going from one area to the next, you, you even more don't want to lose it because it's so high. 
you know, and then you, gotcha. you mess up one time and you're all the way back down to zero. There's no, <laughs> there's no like leeway. There's no like, Oh, we'll give you another shot. No, you have to be perfect every time or you lose it all kind of thing. So okay, it becomes cool. really fun in that level. So, um, I'm looking I mean, forward to playing. Just, it's such just the perfect of like art style presentation. They added cutscenes now. Um, I think it looks far better than I thought it was going to be once you actually like are playing it. Um, I think it looks a lot better than what I thought based off of the YouTube videos I saw. I can't think of a single negative thing to say about this game. And um, okay. this is going to be a real, real, like by the time I beat this, then I have to sort of rework my whole, like, all right, what am I doing game of the year? Because this is now a contender very easily at that. I mean, it's, it's, it definitely awesome. deserving of the conversation. So I'm excited. I'm excited to jump in and uh, play. I, excuse me i honestly was kind of tempted to buy it because i have this trip coming up on the plane i was like man i could just play it on the plane but i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait a little bit so um yeah i'm definitely gonna get it eventually though so that's two nintendo games i need to get at some point when i um when i free up uh super rpg and pikmin 4 so yeah 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 um yep not man, much coming nintendo, out dude is making it i was just thinking so hard like they're they're the winner of 2024 23 oh, yeah. just thinking like <laughs> zelda the super rpg to it's mario so wonder ones, to pikmin 4 and it's just like dear god that's crazy <laughs> i'm forgetting another major one here also before we end this episode i was just about to say what was a metroid prime remaster was another like huge banger so I wanted to throw a new category. If we were to say best remakes of 2023, that should have been a category. There's plenty of titles at this point to do that. I agree. Uh, so if you're thinking Dead Space, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario RPG, what's one I'm forgetting here? Um, I, I feel like I just said it. it. <laughs> well, anyway, if it was me, I'd pick Resident Evil 4. Even though Dead Space is really oh, Metro great. Prime, yeah. Metro Primary Master. Metro Primary Master. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, between all those, you're saying Resident Evil 4? That's what I would go with, yeah. Okay. Yeah, only because I'm now hugely deep into the Sumo RPG. I think that I think that it's better than Dead Space and RE4. But, yeah, I think that could have been a category. I'm surprised it wasn't. I agree. Uh, maybe then they would have been like, well, if we have that category, then we can't actually put it in with the rest. Uh, I've never been in this train of thought that we need to separate remakes or remasters. I remember when we were doing that game of year discussion with everybody. What was that last year or the year before? I don't even remember now. Oh, and yeah, I remember that. The whole discussion of like remake, remaster. I don't. Do, do you think it matters? I, I, I mean, I, I think I, like, I, whether it's a remake or not, it deserves to be, if it's good enough, it deserves to be in the talks. I, I don't. I, I think don't it should know. definitely be in the talks. I just think that, yeah, sometimes there's a difference between what's going on. Like this Last of Us remaster, for example, I wouldn't put anywhere in the same category as like, I don't know, Resident Evil 4 remake or something, you know? Yeah, but, but, but that's just because it's, it's a very similar experience. And thus, fair. you're like, I kind of already been there, done that. But Resident Evil 4 remake is not been there, done that. Right, right. So that makes it worthwhile in the conversation. I don't think it's a fact of, um, oh, remake shouldn't be allowed. I just think to what qual to what quality it brings to the table, just like any other game in the in the category. You know, uh, mm -hmm. that's that's where I'm going there. So like again, when we were debating the whole near, it's a phenomenal game, and it there's 
obviously tons of improvements oh, yeah. and new additions that make it like worthwhile again. So it deserves part of the conversation. That's how I always I see agree. that. Uh, Sumar RPG, I say it's incredibly close to the ring in terms of its script and in terms of its maps of like what you're exploring. But again, the original game did not have that gauge system and combo system. That's a huge thing when you're talking about an RPG with a whole new gameplay layer on top of it. I think it makes a world of difference. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay. We don't really have much coming out, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're <laughs> definitely hit, hitting the end of the year now. Um, yeah. We got Dune Spice Wars on Xbox Series X and S, November 28th, and Roller Drawing. Drome on Xbox Series X and S November 28th, which Rollerdrome was PlayStation and PC, wasn't on Xbox. Uh, when that drops on Xbox, just know it's also dropping Game Pass, so if you got it, and it, you know, you you don't have a PlayStation or PC to play Rollerdrome, obviously play it. We both loved it. I think that is a very 10 out of 10 experience of just Tony Hawk versus um, you know, what <laughs> like uh what's the like high pay shooter uh, i don't know what that oh, would even be. wait are you thinking of a roller drone well that's what i'm saying that, oh, oh you're comparing i see what you mean it's like uh roller drone is like tony hawk and a, and a third person shooter but i was thinking what is a what is a fast-paced third person shooter nowadays i don't even know like Max i don't even Payne know it's like the only thing i could think of and it's been a while since we've had that I was going to say Doom, but then that's first person, so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And third mm-hmm. person makes a big difference here because of the way you're having to sort of... Um, I guess it would it would kind of be like um, if, you know, Ghost Runner, but that's first person, or that Neon, whatever. I was about to say Neon Genesis, definitely not that. <laughs> uh, anyway, Rose Rome's fantastic. That's all I'm trying to say. So if you uh, have an Xbox and you don't have a that's PC... A or PlayStation, pick it up, especially being in Game Pass and play and beat it. The only way I can see people just not liking it is if they were just never into a Tony Hawk style game of like trying to get a high score or trying to get all the objectives in a map, stuff like that. Um, But I eat all Mm -hmm. that. I love it. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Yes, sir. I'm definitely <laughs> going to put some work into the, Oh, of course, I'm going to be going away this week. So I'm going to try to put some work in today, uh, today, tomorrow, Tuesday before I leave on vacation. But uh, yeah, man, I'll definitely have some more to say about Alan Wake then. I'm glad I caught up. I'm glad I actually was able to pull it off playing all those games in like a week or two. So yeah, I'm still playing Alan Wake too. Um, if not every day, every other day. Um, I just don't want more to say on it just because yeah. it's very much a game on what's happening with its narrative and mm-hmm. story direction and all of that. And it's, it's hard like, to say, yeah. How can I really talk about that? Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Um, I can't wait for you to see the out of weight part. Like, I, think I can't wait, man. Game, I'm excited. The game shifts a lot to a very okay. uh, different approach. And, uh, I'm, ex- I'm very excited, man. Yep. Yeah. All right. Later. All right. Later. Later.